There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. While we don't want to rush the rich Christmas season, the hardworking women and men at your parish are locked in already on Lent and the next step in Archbishop Hebda's pastoral letter, small groups. Joining us with more, Deacon Joe Mahalik, who is the director of the Office of Synod Evangelization for the Archdiocese, and Gizzy Miko, Synod Small Groups Facilitator. Thanks to you both for being here, and Merry Christmas to you as we're in the midst of this Christmas season. I love the long Christmas season. It's wonderful. So good to be with you, Patrick. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, Gizzy, I want to start with you because I'm just meeting you, and I'm excited to meet you to learn more about you. But tell us a little bit about, I mean, this is your practicing Catholic debut, so soak it in, but I'm sure <laughs> that we'll have you on again. Um, but you're still, what, in your first six months of the role, and what is that role? That's right. Yeah, so my role is the facilitator of small groups for the Synod implementation. So basically that means um, I help the parishes implement the vision of Archbishop Hebda. So Archbishop Hebda has asked all the parishes to start their small groups during this Lent. And so our whole team has been working together to assist parishes in that rollout of small groups. So working together with Deacon Mahalik, Father Bambanek, and Laura Haraldson, um, we're all just working together to connect um, and really prepare those parishes for that rollout. Wow. And well, that's I, quite... I'm going to jump in right away and say, listen, Please. she just said she said far too little because, in fact, Gizzy's also helping with uh, all of this implementation on the Latino side. So Gizzy is fluent in Spanish. She's bilingual. Mm. And um, she came. She came out of the womb that way. So she's just been <laughs> such a gift and asset uh, to the archdiocese. Yeah. Well, excellent. And uh, given the people that she said she's working with, are they treating you okay, Gizzy? Because I know some of those characters. I would say so. I've been very blessed. So okay. All right. Well, grateful. that's that's good. No, they're they're good people. I'm glad. I'm so glad that they're all doing what they're doing for the implementation and evangelization process with the synod. All right, so um, we talked about small groups a little bit here, but Deacon Mahalik, um, these parish evangelization cells system, PECS, is that right? Am I, say am I saying that right? They'll be rolled out on Pax, Ash yeah, Wednesday. Right. So walk us, through, walk us through this process. What has it been le like leading up to where we are now? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And just by way of reminder, you know, it goes all the way back to the Archbishop's pastoral letter. You will be my witnesses, which he issued, it's hard to believe, over a year ago on uh, the Feast of Christ the King. And re remember that the pastors called forth 12 in each parish, right? The Synod Evangelization Team. And we had a year ago January kickoff events, then the School of Discipleship with Jeff Cavins and Kelly Walquist, the 40 day mm -hmm. challenge, that huge May 20th. Uh, activated Disciple Day at Williams Arena with Dr. Mary Healy and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. On It was like 1,800 people were there. It was fantastic. Uh, then the Pentecost Vigil, uh, late May, the commissioning of those 12, 
And then we entered this sort of uh, real close uh, preparation season. So if you remember this past summer, those 12 in each parish invited 72 more, just like Jesus went from 12 disciples to 72. And it's those 72, whether that's 100 plus, which some of our parishes have, or nine, which some of our parishes have. It doesn't matter. It's the point is that a, a set of set more of more people, more disciples in the parish, were called and and did a formation, a seven week uh, formation in the parish evangelization cell system, small group model that Bishop Williams walked mm. us through uh, this past fall, and that was a very interesting time because. Uh, I often felt like we were the 72 at first heard Jesus call, and and often we'd say, mm. where are we going? And he'd say, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we have we have MapQuest <laughs> now and Google Map and all that, so we can kind of, we like to know exactly where we're going. And I would say, uh, speaking for myself certainly, and I think for, for quite a few others, uh, you ask, what, was, what has it been like? And it's been a little unsettling at times, quite frankly, as Bishop was writing mm. this this course on uh, on this parish evangelization cells small group system, which is really a course on relational evangelization, and and mm. he's lived that in his parishes. He has uh, a lived experience, and we learned a lot from the parish evangelization cell folks in Florida, where it really began, and then uh, Italy and Milan, Italy in particular, where it has flourished and matured over the years. But we've talked with folks from Spain and France and Portugal and the UK and Ireland, and Bishop really went to all those sources and put together this course on formation, and, and we just walked with him. And we had a wonderful group of about a dozen folks uh, in our studios uh, filming, being filmed, I should say. And that's what the 72 in every parish watched and participated in. And that only finished uh, really late November or around Thanksgiving time. And then there was a like a three-hour practical seminar on some practical tips and, and being in those groups. And we're right now, right now on the cusp of, uh, what, what are we calling it, a January um, uh, leaders living pecs for four weeks. The leaders, all those who went through this formation I just described, are simply going to live the yeah. small groups. And that's what they're going to do in January. There'll be a little bit of uh, the content part. We'll have a little bit of training. Um, but they're just going to live those groups together. And that's that's pretty much yeah. where we are now. I, I would say we're 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 on the on the very brink of doing that. Uh, and then then there'll be a an invitation weekend from the archbishop. It'll be he's been filmed. He's got an invitation uh, to be given in every parish in, in a, f- a couple of weeks, and inviting whomever in the parish and beyond to consider joining one of these particular small groups, beginning. Uh, the beginning of Lent here coming up at mid-February. Wow. 
That's really exciting. We're speaking with Deacon Joe Mahalik, Director of the Office of Synod Evangelization for the Archdiocese, and Gizzy Miko, who's a Synod Small Groups Facilitator. Gizzy, back to you for a second. What kind of questions are you hearing about small groups and maybe clearing up any misconceptions that people might have about these Synod Small Groups? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say one of the first questions that really comes to mind is sometimes people are asking, well, what happens to the groups that are already existing in my parish? Is um, this parish evangelization cell system, are these PECS small groups replacing what we already have at the parish? Or what happens with those groups? How do they work together? I'd say the first misconception is um, the parish evangelization small groups are not meant to replace what's already existing. So, you know, we don't want to break what's already okay. working. So things that are working, if parishes are having small groups, they should continue as always. Um, but PECS is meant to be started at every parish in addition to what any parish might already have. Now, I think the benefit with this rollout is that a parish might have some existing groups that might be able to gleam something useful from the parish evangelization cell system to use in their small groups. So for example, if you've got a men's group that's been meeting forever, they might take an element from PECs such as the time of intercession. Maybe that they can add that to um, their group. So um, in no way is this meant to replace what's existing, but it's only really meant to fortify and to add on to what parishes have. I'd say another big question okay. that people have is um, who, who are these groups for? Are they for parishioners? Are they for people outside the parish? Um, I would say it's for both. <laughs> um, you know, this is meant, uh, you know, Archbishop Hebda has said he would love to see one day where um, every parishioner could be in a small group. And so obviously that is the wow. vision that we're always going to be aiming for. How can we help engage parishioners and invite them into small groups? But at the same time, these small groups are also evangelistic. So um, not self-enclosed, but really reaching out to people in what we call our oikos or our household, those people that um, maybe we ride the bus with or um, our neighbors or maybe, you know, sit on the sideline of a, a soccer game, um, to be inviting those people as they're ready to be joining a group. So um, Yeah, that, uh, that's one yeah. of the beauties of this uh, particular model of small group as, as a tool for this, what Gizzy was just describing, relational evangelization. The point here is uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's inviting others simply to come and meet our Lord Jesus through relationships. It's the relationship that we already have with them. So whether that's family members or friends or neighbors or co-workers or your drinking buddies or as you know, maybe it's the, the soccer moms on the sideline that we, we sort of carpool with and we know uh, we're, we already know them, right? It's just inviting them to uh, um, uh, taste what we've tasted in the goodness, uh, mm -hmm. the, the relationship with our Lord Jesus. And it's a very, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole uh, series of steps, right, mm -hmm. uh, that, that might even precede inviting people into a group. Mm -hmm. It's praying for that person. It's serving them in small ways. It's engaging them in conversation. It's Exp sharing the good news at, at the right time, which the Holy Spirit shows us when that is. Mm -hmm. um, it's explaining the gospel to them. And only after a, a season, which could be some time, you know, 
it's not just uh, it's not just uh, like you, you ask somebody, hey, would you like to join a small group? Hey, sure. Never thought of that before. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, no, it might actually be at, at the conclusion of months or even some years of relationship. Mm -hmm. um, the point is yeah. uh, there's an art to doing that. Uh, but we do want to invite them into something more, right? The small group. Yeah. And that, that's that's the beauty yeah. of this. Yeah. Well, um, you've you've answered well, I think, the question of why small groups and what what are the potential and power behind getting together as small groups. So I guess I'm curious specifically about the timeline that the archbishop has laid out for us and that your office is putting together for us. So if we're looking at Lent, um, the small groups are up and running every, and everything. But um, and I suppose either one of you, what are your thoughts about, you know, do these continue on? Do these groups keep going after Lent, or are they kind of in that limited uh, capacity? Is that what they're looking at? Yeah. You know, by no means are these groups supposed to be limited to Lent. Well, there might okay. be some groups that say, you know, we're going to meet together for six weeks during Lent, maybe take a break and then restart up in a couple weeks, whereas some other groups might you know, they might be meeting every other week, so they've only met three times during Lent. So they you know, we expect many groups to continue on past Lent. Um, so, you know, okay. these groups are meant to really be a, a part of the life of the parish. So we never intend um, to kind of launch this just as a small chapter, but really as a way for parishes to engage their parishioners and really to be sent out in order to bring more people um, mm -hmm. into the into the fold of Christ, into um, his church. So really, I think the beauty of this system is that um, the parish is at the head for all of his groups. So he'll be working together with his leaders to discern what the content will be. Um, he'll work with the leaders to see, you know, some leaders might say, you know, our, our group might need a little break before we restart, whereas other groups would say, hey, you know, we're just ready to keep on meeting. So there's a cadence yeah. and there's really a flexibility um, where each group can um, work together with their pastor to see how frequently they meet and what kind of content they're using as they meet. Sure. And, and yeah. I would add to that that uh, the very term cell connotes life, right? It's a living mm. organism uh, within right. the body. So the cells are meant to multiply. And, and that, mm. that's the beauty of this particular model of small groups. There's a lot of other small groups, and, and we, we expect fully that um, the small groups that begin with this evangelistic relational focus, some are going to morph into uh, maybe more uh, what you might call faith-sharing groups. Mm -hmm. uh, these are not meant for like deep faith sharing, opening up my heart of my deep, deepest secrets to you know my closest buddies. Uh, it's not designed for that, right? That's a different kind of group. Where there's uh, um, Kena Family Institute has their family renewal groups, right? Well, that's only focused for family leadership. Uh, other service groups, what have you. Well, PEX groups might morph into some of those. Amen. Yeah. That, that's that's that'd be a great thing. But they're also meant to multiply and be evangelistic. So the Archbishop envisions sort of a ongoing little network or cauldron of PEX groups in every parish that would be, the, again, a portal or a stepping stone into the fuller life of the parish, complemented by other such groups, other pastoral activities. And we should say very importantly that the small groups that begin now 
are going to be the foundation for uh, all the activity uh, of year two of the Synod implementation, the focus on the Mass and the Eucharist, and they're going to be the foundation of the main vehicle for year three. So years wow. two and year three, year three is going to be parents as primary educators of their children. Yeah. Th those two years are just going to simply, uh, in a way, sort of supplement and add on to an existing framework or foundation of ongoing small groups. Sounds fantastic, and we're so grateful. My friends, I'm sorry we've reached the end of our time, but uh, you have wet our appetites well, I think, for these PECs, these parish evangelization cell system that's uh, being rolled out in Lent of this coming year, and we are so grateful for that. We're grateful for your work and all the work that you both are doing with the Office of Sin and Evangelization. But for now, I think we'll have to we'll have to wrap it up and say goodbye. Deacon Mahalik and Gizzy, thank you so much for joining us here on Practicing Catholic. God bless you both. Thank you, Patrick. God us. bless you, and a blessed new year to you. Thank you. Connect with your parish to find a small group, and you can learn more about the Archdiocesan Synod and read the pastoral letter at archspm.org synod. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released. Go!